Hey listeners, just wanted to let you in on what is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. I had a really great conversation with my guests today, Chris and Jenny Jolin, and we talked for over an hour. But it, we had there were just such good such good conversations, such good things to say. So I'm breaking it down into two weeks. So you'll get the first half of the conversation this week, the second half of it next week because it just felt like it was too much to put all in one. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Chris and Jenny Jolin. Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast, where we gather at the table to hear each other's stories. I'm your host, Angie Smith, and I am so glad that you're here. Please pull up a chair and join us. Welcome to the table. We are in our series, What Should I Know? And I had some friends that I saw at church and thought, wow, they are coming back from overseas. Um, They are serving in Korea with Cadence International. And I thought, what an interesting question. What should I know about overseas ministry and what does that look like? So I have invited Chris and Jenny Jolin on the episode to talk a little bit about their story and the call that they have and what overseas ministry has looked like for them and for their family. So welcome to the show, Chris and Jenny. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for having us. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, so let's start at the beginning. How, how did the two of you meet each other? Well, we actually met in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. I didn't um, know that. Yes. We were living up north. I was in Duluth at a local high school in Duluth, and Chris was in Proctor, the high school there. Um, we met through a friend of a friend. Yeah, my okay. best friend uh, had a birthday party, and that's how we initially met. Jenny was uh, dating an acquaintance, you know, another mm-hmm. friend of a friend, right? <laughs> and so she came to the party, and I just I, that's the first time I saw her. And so... Um, and it's through those interactions. It was through, um, so I got to know her just slightly. Uh, she went to different high schools. So within Mm -hmm. our circle, you know, occasionally she would come out to events or, you know, we'd see her at track or something, or, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe she came to our senior prom. So, um, that was, I was at a senior prom, but not with him. No, yeah, it was somebody else. (laughs) I didn't know the two of you knew each other for so long. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. I know. So did you ever date while you were in high school? Mm Mm-mm. No, here's Not the funny. I wasn't yeah, there. no, here's well, the funny he story. Like okay. I, you know, so she was a year behind me. So, um, and so I, when I got out, I, um, I was going into the army. So I was going to be active duty enlisted guy. Um, mm-hmm. My initial place for basic training IIT was Fort McClellan, Alabama, which is no longer there. They okay. closed it down. But um, so I was, a, I was going to be a prison guard in the army. So MP, military police. Um, associated. And so once I got done with that, I was going to be shipped off to Fort Knox. So in between my AIT and going to Fort Knox, I came back for a 10 day period to to Minnesota. And it just so happens like the first night I was back, um, I got a call from Jenny really. And and so, and she introduced herself and I, in my mind, to be honest, I just Mm -hmm. remember, Oh, there's a pretty blonde girl, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, that's all I remember. (laughs) Uh, she had been talking to my best friend, Mike, who we met at his birthday party. Okay. And, uh, and so she was doing, you were doing some kind of report or something. 
I thought you like you had called me for some reason. I don't know. Maybe not she to was ask just you flirty. out. Flirty. No, know no. <laughs> just to say hello. How's the army? Yeah, she was asking. I don't know. I thought she was just wondering how the army was and what it was like. And and I just remember thinking, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You I know, see an such and such here. a night. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, you want to go out? And so we actually did. And uh, we we went to a movie and uh, we hung out at Perkins. I, I want to say afterwards or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just got to talking and, and I, you know I'm like, hey, she's a believer. I'm a believer, and she's no longer dating. And and so we just hit it off. And so that whole week we kind of hung out. And uh, and uh, so that was the beginning. And then we had a long distance relationship. I was in Minnesota. He was in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was there for three years. So. Letters, yeah. long wow. distance phone cards, you know, those You were things. apart for three years? Three years. Yeah. yeah, so the wow. whole time. Yep. And then she would come visit me in the summers. Um, while really? I was in, Kentucky yeah, so in the would, summer? So I mean, the first summer she came for a couple of weeks with her family. They came down and camped. And, one and summer I worked fun. at Fort Knox. Yeah, so one summer. Mm-hmm. And then she stayed with, with our ministry folks there. And uh, it was kind of fun. It and was fun. She was able to stay with them and be a part of what we were doing down there. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is so and interesting. Then, I had no yeah, idea yeah. that this then, was the beginning. And yes. then when, when I was thinking, okay, when I, you know, I was seeking God and saying, okay, Lord, what should I do? Cause I knew, yeah, I, I knew this, you know, that cause I had a three year commitment and I knew, okay, it's coming up 98. This is, you know, so this was okay. 95 to 98. So I was like, okay, I want to go to college. Where should I go? Okay. I'll go back to Minnesota, I think. And, and I, and I kind of firmly said, oh, I don't want to go back to school in Duluth area. Mm-hmm. Jenny was going to Bethel at the time. And I thought, well, I actually hadn't heard of Bethel. And I was like, well, tell me more. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I was kind of determined that I would work in a local jail just to earn money to be able to go to school and then go to school and, mm-hmm. and be close to her. Cause by that point I was like, She's the girl I'm going to marry. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I'd already bought a ring, and she didn't know it, so I was just sitting on it. And then uh, I ended up getting a, a job at Bethel, okay. um, full-time staff role, and then I was able to go to school and and, and go to, and work at Bethel at the same time. So, so it was wow. the fall, the first fall that he got to Bethel is when yeah. we got engaged and then got yep. married the, the following, the following year. year. Okay, so, so 99? 99. 99, okay. yep. And that was the year, um, the summer in between my junior and senior year of college. Yeah, okay, and I so. was just starting. So, so you got married in '99, and then did you stick around in the Minnesota area? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we actually, I, I actually, you know, my my initial intention was, you know, I was going to do a number of years, and then we were going to go off, and and we had already always had this kind of pull, especially since from my experience in the army mm-hmm. of doing military ministry of some kind, but. You know, those kind of things sometimes, you know, ebb and flow and kind of go and come back. And, and so my initial thought was, okay, I'm going to do my couple of years at Bethel and then go off and do something. I don't know what, but mm-hmm. maybe it's law enforcement, maybe it's military something. Or, so I ended up going to seminary actually afterwards as well. Like um, back to back. Yeah, back okay. to back. So I graduated yeah. from uh, my bachelor's degree in 2000. Chris, yeah. Chris graduated with his bachelor's in 2000. I think eventually three. 2003 because we yes. started having kids. Okay, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you started seminary in 2004, 2004. I think. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And then we and then I started grad school um, at Bethel in 2007, 2007. Yeah. and then we both graduated with our masters in 2010. Okay. And during that time, we you know had four kids, you know working full time, mm-hmm. all that. So, um, and I was at Bethel the whole time. So, so I was working, and then um, switched a job in that period. But 
I was at Bethel the whole time, you know, always with the eye on, okay, the Lord's taking me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was just wasn't happening. So I was at... But he I always wondered, what was it? Yeah, yeah. Never, what is this, Lord? I, th- I thought you were leading mm-hmm. this way. And um, okay, maybe I, it took me a long time to get through seminary as well. So, mm-hmm. And that um, can talk a little bit about that process because... I've had yeah. that experience too, where you think, okay, the Lord's leading this way, mm-hmm. and then doors are closing and doors are this way on this path, and then there's another yeah. path, and they all are kind of in within the same realm. But talk a little bit about what that process was like. Yeah, it's it's you know we we've had some. I feel like we've had some clear clear directions in that area where where God has um, opened and closed things, and even when I was graduating that that happened but yeah gonna... we've also so we've had clear indications we've also had many years of unclear okay lord what are yeah, you yeah. doing kind of like, <laughs> like desert like you're like, like okay i'm i'm thirsty are you there here. What's yeah going on? we're just gonna ride this out yeah we don't know what you're doing so so one of those one of those clear times was you know i graduated in 2003 and i saw this job posting on on the internet and it was working on capitol hill for a ministry in Washington DC and it's a ministry I came to Christ through okay. uh, Coral Ridge Ministries D James Kennedy and they had a center for Christian statesmanship and so I actually applied and they they invited me out so I went out to DC with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. and uh, we we went we were right downtown heritage building I had an interview and and I told Jenny before I even left if they offer me the job I'm taking it like this is my dream job mm-hmm. I'm working on Capitol Hill I'll be I'll be you know doing Bible studies and and, and sharing the gospel with congressional staffers and mm-hmm. people on Capitol Hill and and so we went and sure enough you know they really literally did offer me the job on the spot and I'm like yeah I'm living the dream right here, Lord. Thank you. You know, and and so we weren't far too far from Florida, quote unquote. That's where my family was from. So me and okay. my buddy drove down to Florida, and it was a couple days later. I was laying on the beach with my friend, and and I I clearly heard God say no, and mm-hmm. I and I and I sat up and I was like, "You got to be kidding me, Lord!" <laughs> this is you know, the and dream. my buddy and my buddy's like, "What are you doing, dude?" And I'm like, "I think God just told me no." You know, right on the beach, mm-hmm. and so I called Jenny, and she happened to be feeling the same thing. She's like, "Yeah." I don't think this is it but I'm like oh this is like everything I mm-hmm. thought I wanted mm-hmm. and so I called them back they kept sweetening the deal and then in the end it was just like no I don't think this is the way and it was maybe a month later um, I felt God saying hey you need to go to seminary okay. and it was during that period where not only did I feel like God calling me back to military ministry or ministry to the military but it was also that was also the start of a kind of a desert period as well. I mean, seminary can both be enlightening and it can also be like, I don't know why, but sometimes it can drain you as well. It can be a desert time. And so it kind of served, that period of life served us both, that six years. Okay. And that was during that period that I was direct commissioned as a chaplain candidate. And so basically that just means that I was preparing for uh, being an officer, a chaplain, full-time chaplain in active duty—that was my—that was my goal. I thought, okay, Lord, you're calling me to military ministry. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do, and so that's what my seminary time was—is preparing me for that, going to training, doing my one weekend a month at least during that period, mm-hmm. and, and and preparing that way. So you were in the reserve. Yeah, I was. That I time? was both in the Minnesota Reserve for a little bit and the Minnesota Guard. Okay. So I, I kind of did both, um, and it was towards around 2009. Uh, where again, I was kind of in in a period where, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Because I really started feeling like he was saying, don't do this. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't the direction. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I thought this That's is what you wanted. That's why I got into seminary. That's why I was right, in right. seminary. That's why <laughs> so I've been weird. building towards this mm-hmm. and, and going to training and doing this. And 
And so in 2009, I ended up resigning my commission because I could, which is great. But I was still left like, okay, Lord, like, what is now going what? on? Yeah. I, I thought this is what. And so mm-hmm. I was applying for church jobs, not getting them, and getting rejected at every turn. And I People thought. People would say, oh, you really should apply yeah, for you this should... job, and mm-hmm. you'd be a perfect fit, and then he wouldn't get I'd the apply job. it, and then get nothing. And I'm like, oh, no, what? what is happening? Is it me? <laughs> are is it, right are these people just lying to me or just being nice? <laughs> you know, I don't know. What is this? And uh So So Jenny, what was that like for you to, I mean, because you were going and getting your master's degree, so you must have felt like there was a way that God was leading Mm -hmm. you. And so how was that? And then seeing what was happening with Chris in this desert time, Mm -hmm. how, what was that like for you? It was hard and it was, so we had, we had just had our uh, fourth child when I entered grad school. And so we had that a very... That is brave. Can, I, can we just <laughs> yeah, pause for a moment? Right. I know. And say how brave that is. He was, I think or he was slightly six. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really say it's <laughs> only because the Lord said, you need to go back to grad school. Did we ever do it? And that mm-hmm. really is the only way we were able to sustain our lives during that time was because the Lord said, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad we did. It was, it was a little bit um, of a wild ride for mm-hmm. those three years. But he was six months old when, we started grad, when I started grad school. And I got my master's in counseling psychology. Okay. And so it was it was difficult in that time because um, I was really enjoying it. I was learning a lot about myself and about doing therapy and all of that stuff. And it was hard to watch him go through those desert times and to not know and and to support him while he would felt like he was floundering, kind of mm-hmm. like, what do we do, Lord? Mm-hmm. You know what direction? Because I also felt that about military ministry. I had never been around the military until I was around the ministry that Chris was in, and I too felt drawn to it, but confused about well, if it's not going to be full time chaplaincy, I don't understand how. And mm. there's not a lot of military in Minnesota, and so other was, than reserve and guard, right? right? There is that, but that's mm-hmm. you know not very prominent. It's just a different. It it's is, just different, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and so it was difficult. It was hard, and there was a lot of searching. And um, I really enjoyed uh, what I was doing, and I really enjoyed, even after graduation, while Chris was looking for jobs, I really enjoyed doing therapy and, mm-hmm. you know, the the process that I was going through. And so I felt really confident about what I was working on in, in my career, but my career was always, you know, kind of the secondary. Like, you know, really it was Chris leading our family that we were wondering what that was Mm-hmm. gonna look like so I did a whole episode earlier with uh Rich Bronco about mm-hmm. the chronic mm-hmm. job yes, un- yes unemployment and and what that what that experience was like for him and I'm not a man so I can't speak about what it would be like for a man I can only imagine but that constant because you even said it is it me mm-hmm. and that questioning that you go through right, right. and then the questioning of God you know I, I want to do what you want me to do and to have all these closed doors. So so then what was it like as you continued down that road and then finally got to a... Like, I guess when did Cadence... And say a little bit, tell us a little bit about what Cadence okay, International sure. is. Sure. And then how you came in to finally what you what you are doing now. Yeah, you know, I think during that period, I, I think thankfully uh, God was working on my heart. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just me floundering. And so... I had to come to terms with, okay, Lord, how can I glorify you? How can I, how can I still do what I'm called to do, fulfilling the Great Commission and doing these things during this time? Mm-hmm. And and thankfully, I feel like 
I was I was taking baby steps, you know. Sometimes God was having to hit me upside the head because I got a thick skull, and and I think <laughs> I feel like in times in life, Lord has just had to kick me in the rear just to make me do something um, and get it right. I wish that wasn't the case, but you know, God was really working on me during that time, and and you know, looking back at that period, like I know that's those are the things I needed to go through and the things I need to experience and and the and the work I needed to do spiritually and emotionally. Um, between me and God and, and me and, and Jenny and, and other things in order to really prepare me for what God had for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it. You know, mm-hmm. it's often we don't see what God is doing. Um, and I really, I, I'm really like, man, I'm when people know exactly where God calls them and they're working towards that, that's awesome. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. In my case, it wasn't. So it was kind of a struggle. It was that like, okay, Lord, w- why? You know? Well, and I think sometimes too, it feels random. Like you, yeah. you're getting all these random experiences and how can these ever? Yeah. And then when you come to where God has been leading you, you look back and think, oh my goodness, he yeah. was preparing me the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, or from my perspective, it was like, I, I, I believe Lord, you're calling me this direction, but nothing seems to be mm. pointing me that direction. Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what is happening? And so, especially when the, when the, the chaplaincy kind of thing fell through, I was just like, okay, Lord, I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. I thought military I mean, how ministry. Can, yeah, yeah. How yeah. can you get more and now, ministry and now in the military? I'm not being able to find jobs. And even if I did, I like, I know it kind of in my heart, I knew at least at that, at this point in my life, it was like working in a church or doing something that just wasn't, it wasn't going to fulfill or wasn't going to meet what I, I knew maybe God was calling me to, but I was like, well, that's my option. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I really came to a period in around 2012, 2013, where I had personally and, and I think outwardly, I've been, I would tell people, I will never do certain things. Like, I, I never want to be a missionary. I mm. never I, I never want to be a senior pastor. Or, you know, I had mm. these nevers. And, and sometimes we have those, whether we state them explicitly or just subconsciously. We, we just kind of set up those barriers. And so I had those. And But I was finally at a place where I'm like, Lord, I know when I pray this, you're going to really, you're going to really get me. Mm-hmm. But Lord, I really am. I, I sincerely am willing to do whatever and go wherever you want me to go. Because up to that point, I don't think I that wasn't. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I and I've been. I admitted to that to people. Like, oh yeah, God calls other people to do those things, not me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a well, kind of that excuse. And that's a scary prayer. Yeah. Th- those are scary words to utter. Yeah. Yes, to God, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to sincerely mean them right. in your heart. Yes. Yeah, and so so I was, you know, I was just ready to say, okay, Lord, here I am, and I was sincere about it, and and it was during that it was during that time frame as I was looking for jobs and, and just kind of trying to just say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to go outside the box for myself mm-hmm. um, because I, I want you to meet me. I, I want to experience you in this and finally, you know, and not hinder you mm-hmm. working in my heart, in my life. And that's when I came across Cadence. And uh, just rewind really quick. When I was in, when I was active duty in the army, just outside of high school, I was involved with Navigators Military Ministry and they really changed my life for that three years. And I had already been a Christian, but I followed God to join the military in the first place. That was like mm-hmm. one of my first big steps of faith. I felt like God telling me to do that. And like right away I at Fort Knox, I met this ministry that took me in, taught me to pray, taught me to read my Bible, mm-hmm. memorize mm-hmm. scripture, um, taught me to witness and share my testimony and just dig into the word. And, and I really grew during that three years. And I'm thankful that Jenny was able to come down and experience that and experience those people. And, and above all, there were people there, not only discipled me, 
but took me into their home and we just became a family. And, and I remember leaving that just being kind of crushed a little bit because part of me thought, I don't know if I'll ever see them again, but also like this was a huge thing in my life. And so when I saw this ad for Cadence, I immediately thought, this is a military thing. And then the next thought was, uh-oh, this looks like a missions thing. And then <laughs> and then immediately I looked at it again. I was like, uh-oh, they're wanting to go overseas. All these things, I'm like, I, you know, the military oh, thing, knows. yes, but all these other no's, you know, mm-hmm. I'll never, never, never. But I felt like the Lord saying, you need to pursue this at that moment. So I just clicked more information, put my stuff. And then a week later, I got some info and looked at it, you know, and I even told Jenny, ha I did this funny thing. And it was during that period, she was probably like, okay, you know, Chris is trying to do his thing. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sat there on a breakfast table, you know, and we just had a messy breakfast table, just kind of breakfast milk, we just kind of had it there. And then about a month later, I'll, I'll let Jenny take, take control real quick here. Yeah, Chris had mentioned it, but he had been doing all kinds of job searching, so I didn't really give it much of a second thought. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, you know, I wonder, I should look into this Cadence thing. I don't really know much about it. And so one morning before work, I got up and I started Googling it and just reading on the website and looking into some of the information about Cadence and what it is and what they do. And it it just struck me that I had the same realization that Chris did, that wow, this is a missions organization. This mm-hmm. isn't just a job. Like, this is something that, um, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, what if the Lord is calling us to be missionaries? And I wasn't really okay with that at that point. Mm-hmm. And I just started crying and I was weeping on the whole way into work. And I'm like, I don't know, Lord. I don't know if I want to be a missionary. I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then um, it wasn't really very full of acceptance, but I said, all right, fine, Lord, fine. I'll be ready to be a missionary. Fine, I'll do it if you want me to do it. But it really took a while for my heart to be ready for that. But I said, (laughs) here's my stubbornness coming out. (laughs) I said, okay, Lord, I'm okay with it, but I'm not going to bring it up unless Chris brings it up. And so I sat on it at work. I thought about it, processed a little bit, and then... I got home. Yeah, and so so that same morning, again, we hadn't talked about it other than me saying, "Hey, I sent for information and it came," uh-huh, but it just funny? sat yes. there, literally <laughs> sat in the, the envelope they sent it in. It. Mm-hmm. And that same morning, you know, I got up. Jenny went to work, so I got the kids on the bus, and then I I had some event I had to do, um, and so I drove up there. But the whole time, the Lord's saying cadence cadence like I just and so the whole time at work I'm reading more I'm on their website I'm reading all this stuff Mm -hmm. and I discover okay what's this hospitality house thing Mm -hmm. what what is this and so I'm looking at it I'm looking at their ministry their vision all this stuff and I'm just like oh man lord I'm feeling it like I'm like oh no I need to talk about this because I really believe this is something that's mm-hmm. perfect for it's, us and that you're calling us to. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it started to tick your boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like, and we're yeah. like, oh man. And so when I got, I got home actually before Jenny. And so when I got home, I put it up on the computer. We had a computer right in the kitchen there, mm-hmm. split level. So she came up the stairs and I turn around and I'm like, Jenny, we got to talk about cadence. And then she shared this story with me <laughs> and we're both like, no and then at that moment we're like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, like the weight of so it. then we started engaging, engaging cadence. And honestly, like still, even through that process, like there were periods where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be obedient. God's really not calling me overseas. <laughs> or, he's just testing right, my right, obedience. Right, right. Yeah. And if this I'm willing, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, you know, and, and part of me was like, I don't know. 
I don't know what my my whale will be, but if I don't follow this, mm-hmm. I'm going to be swallowed by it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be running from God and I'm going to be swallowed by something. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so I had that attitude. It was during that process that we really, uh, we started engaging Cadence and and they engaged us and we were just following step by step going through the application process. It was pretty, pretty involved. And it was funny because on Cadence's end, they're like, well, who are you? Like normally people who connect with them have experienced their ministry and things mm-hmm. like this. And, and we had never heard cadence but it was when we finally started like saying hey this is what we're going to do we're going to move towards candidacy and possibly be being accepted when we sent out some some initial support letters all of a sudden people in my life and in our lives started coming out of the woodwork like i know cadence like the guy who discipled me and who I first met in the NAVs at Fort Knox, he had just come from a Cadence Hospitality House and they set him on fire for the Lord, which mm-hmm. sent him here. And uh, somebody at, at Bethel that I was working with, they knew Cadence and they they had been familiar with that. My former boss at, at, at Bethel, he was like, oh man, I was in a Cadence Hospitality House and you know I was in so-and-so's house and they're still in Cadence today. And mm-hmm. it was just awesome to see how God had been weaving these connections and we had never seen it until this point where God, God opened our eyes. And, um, and that, that was another one of those things where we were saying, okay, Lord, you're moving here. And so uh, in January 2014, we, we went to Canada to see we're accepted. And that's when, that's when the, the crazy support raising and all that <laughs> started, man. And uh, we were out, out in the field within a year. So we a year and a half. So we were accepted in January 2014. We were already we were already 100% by the summer of 2015. And then during that time, we went went to see some of the hospitality houses and and what they do. And we said, okay, Korea is the place. They really wanted us there. And so oh. that's where we are now. So talk a little bit about what the hospitality hospitality houses do. And yeah. and before you do that, I want to say I think it's so. I think military ministry because these young men and women mm-hmm. are all on their own mm-hmm. on this military base away from mm-hmm. their family and everybody that they know mm-hmm. and I think mili- and maybe it's because my sister became a Christian mm-hmm. through the navigators and through navigator ministry and so did I mm-hmm. but to see the impact mm-hmm. that ministry to the military can have mm-hmm. is amazing and so needed so yep. I just had to say that yes yeah. yes well cadence cadence has been around since after World War two um, our founder was in the Bataan death March he was on the Philippines when it was invaded wow. so he was in a you know a Japanese prison camp during that time and 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 it was uh, during that time the Lord really kind of um, made his faith real like he was already mm-hmm. a man of faith and and really just impacted him and and so afterwards he's like this I'm gonna devote my life to this and so um, and he initially went out to the Philippines, I believe it was, and, and started ministry to some of the military station out there. And then that, that small group of, uh, you know, people, disciples and things ended up forming the heart and, and eventually Cadence International okay. used to be the overseas Christian servicemen centers. Um, and so Cadence tries to be, we, tr- we want to be anywhere where there's a U.S. military base, so both in, in the States and overseas, um, okay. where it's safe, obviously, you're mm-hmm. not going to be in Iraq or Afghanistan. But and so we have ministries, hospitality houses outside, and and our and our vision is to exalt Christ in the nations through the lives of transformed military people, and we do that through our mission, and that is sharing the gospel in our lives with military the military community. And so we want to do life with them, and and we want to we want to engage our military folks, especially overseas in the natural everyday rhythms of life and and how can we do coffees together and how can we Bible studies, see them in chapel, um, breakfast, dinner, 
Let's hang out for game night. You know, uh, we do all of those kinds of things. And, and so whether they're a single just in the military and this is their first duty station in Korea or that they're a married family and they've been in the military a while, but they don't have any, anyone else. And so we, we kind of serve that kind of that community bond, that relational bond, I feel like. And, and we, we, we hopefully kind of at least recreate as best as possible something that they miss when their family and their friends mm-hmm. back home aren't, mm-hmm. aren't in. So if somebody has a baby, we try to be there and we try to throw the party and throw the baby shower and, and provide meals and do those things that maybe, you know, they need a date night. You know, occasionally we're there saying, hey, we, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have our ministry nights, a regular ministry night on Friday night where we have, we, in our current home, we have, you know, average around 50, 50 people. So both singles, families, wow. kids in our home every Friday night. And this happens all around the world in Cadence Ministries, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Some bigger, some smaller. But it, then it's out of that we can say, hey, we want to, I want to get lunch with that guy and disciple him and mentor him. Or we want to talk to that couple and get to know them more. Um, and so we, we're able to do that. And uh, it's just fantastic. Part of our mission is also to go in and to support the chapels and the chaplains mm-hmm. on each post. And so we try to be really involved with what happens there. Um, the Sunday services, as well as PWOC, the Protestant Women of the Chapel, those Bible studies. Um, there's a new PMOC, Protestant Men of the Chapel. So we really try to get involved with what's already happening there. We don't want to take mm-hmm. away from that ministry. We want to add to that ministry um, and yeah. kind of help bolster up the community that's um, already in place there. Yeah. So, so you know, so our people group, um, mm-hmm. you know, every mission has a people group. Mm-hmm. Our people group is the, is, is the, the military. military. And the great thing about the military is, is often, especially if they're younger, they're at a change point in life. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, having been there, like you're in a place, you're in a foreign place, you're in a foreign environment, you're, you're in a foreign job job environment even sometimes and and it's hard it it can be and so so I often think that strips down people you know emotionally and spiritually where Mm -hmm. they're more willing to accept and 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 receive help and care and love and and receive the gospel message and and gospel love and gospel ministry and so so we can meet people in that place and and I think it's awesome it's rich it's vibrant um, and we just have a good time. And then from there, like, you know, we gather together and then we, we, want to, we want to grow together and then we want to go. And, and so often I'm like, Hey, this is like Philippi right here, folks that, you know, Camp Humphreys in Korea that, you know, we're gathering from around the United States, even sometimes from around the world. And, you know, let's grow together. Let's encourage one another. Let's, let's, let's build the body up so that we can be prepared to go and, and share Christ wherever we are, because, Every you know, there's only so many quote unquote vocational missionaries, you know, or mm-hmm. or ministers. But every one of you is called to to spread the gospel and to be disciplers and um, disciple makers. And and so we're trying to instill that in in, in our Christians there in our community as a sending agency. As a sending, for, uh, yeah. We, and mm-hmm. and so Cadence kind of views ourselves as that. So whether they go, whether they go back to a campus somewhere and. And so get involved in crusade or go to a local church or go to a NAVS ministry somewhere or, or whatever it is. We want to do that. We want to send people and have them involved. And, and even more so, be involved in the chapels, local churches, mm-hmm. um, sharing their gifts and talents and strengths and, and helping them to figure out what those are and, and sending them out. So Many times the people in the military, they just are natural leaders and they are mm-hmm. um, people that are going to be world changers and 
whether that is world changers in a positive way or in a negative right, way. Right, right, exactly. And so yeah. we want to um, equip them and enable them to go out and change the world for Christ. Yeah, it's a, we're in a unique position because we're called overseas as missionaries to a military, U.S. military community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't have access to the same things they do. We still have to live on the economy, all those things. But we, we're kind of, because we're slightly outside, we can see the, both the positive and the negative effects that Americans can have mm-hmm. in a place. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, you know, that there's just, that's the case, you know, around any military community, especially overseas is you'll see a large contingent of folks. What are they doing on a Friday, Saturday night? They're out drinking, they're out partying, they're out causing trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately in the local community, in an international setting. And, uh, and then yet we can also provide a place where we're seeing so many church communities, so many faith communities, starting to rise up, especially around Humphreys, including ours, and, and providing a different alternative and, and a place and a positive influence for Christ, of course. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, this is where I'm going to stop for today's episode. It's just so fun to hear people's stories, to hear how God has brought them to where they were, to where they are now. And I loved getting to hear the story of how they ended up in South Korea working with Cadence. And on next week's episode, we're going to hear a little bit more about what life is like in Korea, in South Korea and what it's, you know, what they've learned and what that process has been like. So make sure that you subscribe and join us next week for the rest of my conversation with Chris and Jenny Jolin. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. Any links mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes. We want to thank Isaac Turley for his music at the beginning and end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, and we'll see you next week on the Retreat House Podcast.